Hey, howdy. Welcome to the uh, metaverse of talk comics to me. I am. <laughs> you got me. It startled me. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I'm Pam Champenstein. Uh, we've had a bit of hiatus because finally one of us has gotten COVID. Our dear old pal Heather. And I can safely say it was not my fault. I did not do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've both been, been been extremely, extremely safe about everything. And I mean, even Heather's husband, who is the one who gave her COVID, has been pretty good about stuff. <laughs> Literally so, been out one time, one time, and like seven people at that same place got COVID. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, nobody's fault. We're doing what we can. But it's nice to be back. It feels weird to have not recorded for so long. Uh, Heather, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you made it out the other side. Thank you, you for get, thank you for getting your shots. I'm uh, helped a little bit. And I, I have some antibodies now. So you know what? I, my body is doing what it can. <laughs> you're stronger than ever. Fucking stronger than ever. <laughs> uh, also... It, we're a day late and when I post this it'll be like a little few days late but uh trans day of visibility was March 31st so you know happy trans day of visibility all my trans friends and listeners thank you for existing I wouldn't be here without you and it means so much that you're here with me when you are um I many did kisses <clears throat> I saw this video where I think I've shown you him before, Baba, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. The his kid was like, "Baba, it's Trans Visibility Day or Day of Visibility." I can I never get the words in the right order. Basically, he said that, and Baba said, "Oh, I see them all the time," <laughs> and it was very innocent and sweet, and I loved it. <laughs> anyway, happy day, <laughs> happy day. Uh, you know. Someday people will hopefully not try to kill kill us, but until then. Until then, we we see you. <laughs> we see you and we'll survive with you. Yes. Uh, I guess now we'll just talk about comics. Oh, geez. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, like I was telling Champ earlier, my mind has been mush lately. So walking through last week's comics is going to be fun because I don't really remember what I read in any of them. So welcome. Here we go. This is Hotel. This is volume two. This is issue number four. There is one left. Um, and I do actually remember what happens in this one because it's about a dog. Um, this man is taking his dog across not the country. He's just driving him to a very important vet because the dog is not doing well and he's trying to do what he can to keep it alive or at least get it the help that it needs. He stops at the hotel and the hotel decides that his dog is going to be the one to go. It's a, you know, I don't like watching dogs get hurt at all. And that's one thing I can say about this is it is a horror comic, but it doesn't show anything violent against the dog. It just gives you like hints at what happens. And I really enjoyed that. Thank you for not taking an animal and killing it for the sake of shock. Yeah. 
so yeah, there is one issue left um, and I didn't finish reading the first volume of it. So I'm not sure exactly how they end these stories or these arcs, like if they kind of leave them open for the next one or if all of the stories, since they're tied together in this volume, if they're going to come together in a way yeah. that concludes the story. I don't know. So this is going to be very exciting for me. That's all. Uh, how, how many issues didn't you finish at the first volume? So the first volume, I read the first two. And then, because that was the time right when COVID hit, when we shut down and AWA had just come out. And so Wendy ordered, I don't think Wendy ordered any extra copies of the other ones because the first issue, I think only I read. Okay. And maybe Wendy did. I know Wendy picked it up to like read it and stuff, but I'm just not sure. But because it was the beginning of this line, no one was picking them up. So she only ordered like the first two issues. And then I think when all that stuff happened, we just never got any other ones in. So I've been meaning to like pick up the trade because I, you know, like I enjoy this one. I enjoy it quite a bit, but I just haven't, I keep forgetting to do that. Okay. Uh, I guess next I have something is killing the children. This is issue number 21. This is back from a little break uh, from when House of Slaughter was going. Mm -hmm. I actually read this last month. With that trash can? Yeah, with the trash can trash that came can. in. <laughs> and as I was saying it, I knew that was wrong. But <laughs> is that the issue number that has that Dan Mora variant? Yes. Remember well, you? actually, it has a Dan Mora variant. Okay. Not the one that I thought it was. Um, but anyway, I read this a few weeks ago. I decided not to read it this week when I, when it came in, I'll probably do a refresher before the next issue, but basically we're following a new character who has gone through a really traumatic experience of, you know, seeing their parents, uh, murdered. Their name is Gabby. And um, that's kind of where it starts. So Erica is in a new place. And yeah, I am really excited. I'm really glad it's back. I thought it was a really strong start. When I read it a few weeks ago, I was just like super hyped. Um, but this is the Dan Mora variant that it was. Um, it was not the one that like he had posted originally, which is my phone back, my phone background, which I guess I'll show everybody. Right. No. Okay. See, that was the one I was thinking of. And I just looked it up because I was like, I'm going to order this. I'm going to get it. And then th thank God you pulled that up when you did, because I was just about to hit buy it now. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Um, okay. Good. I think that one is an exclusive variant for a store, uh, maybe a later issue. That makes which, sense. Which is a bummer, but it's fine. It's fine. I got this one. It's cool. It's not that one, but it's, once again, it's fine. We'll have to look into that, though, because I did notice recently, um, I don't remember what book it was, but like last, not last week, again, my time is all messed up. The last week that I was working, um, I noticed that in the back of one of the books, it has a list of specific do you know what book I'm talking about no but it's in it's in the Does back it, of this yeah, one okay yeah it was some it, maybe it was house of slaughter then it could be it yeah. Been, yeah but so I was like 
I went through this weird out of control unhinged period where I looked up every single variant that they had for that particular issue because I was like that's a lot of different issues like covers that's wild so we should look that up just just to see I am curious yeah. to see like what shop or whoever got well, that variant Wendy looked it up um on Tuesday when we were talking about Tuesday when we got the order in and checking stuff in and I think it might be a Frankie's con experience we'll see I don't okay. know we'll see it'll be in back of one of them right. um all the variants for it were great I love this book I think this is also another point where you can kind of just like jump on um because it is literally starting over a new story of like what's like Erica helping save somebody from monsters right so I don't know it's a it's a solid book I'm really glad that it's like continuing and I'm really glad like House of Slaughter is also getting that like continuation as well it's probably one of the few times I won't be like mad at a story kind of like I almost dual wielding I was gonna say (laughs) crisscrossing so yeah it's a good stuff i i really you know i love this book a lot and i do suggest this to like a lot of people who like horror because it's a solid book yeah i got made fun of by our dear friend julian who has asked me this question five different times did you read something is killing the children I'm like no i didn't pick that up so <laughs> i feel like i need to read it i've i'm gonna get the trade i, I know i've said that multiple times as well but i'm gonna get the trade I'm just telling you, like, start from here. Like I said last story arc, just start from here and then you'll be, you'll just get it. You're fine. You've listened to me talk about it enough. You'll go back and read it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that tomorrow when I go back to work. If we have any more copies, I'll just read it. Okay. Okay. Say goodbye. (laughs) Later. (laughs) All right. So now we have DC vs. Vampires. This is issue number six. Uh, We learn who the vampire king is. Let me see what my notes say. Vampire King is revealed. That's what <laughs> that's what my notes say. It says uh, Batfam um, has a plan and they appear to have the upper hand against Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. Yeah, that is exactly what happens here. So, I, I do want to say this is a book not to be flipped through. Don't do it. You'll ruin it. If you are like, oh, I'm curious to see what happens in here. Don't do, don't, no, just don't do it. Cause you'll accidentally flip to the page like I did and be like, oh my God. And then you'll have to go back and read it, which I think it was like a, it was a good twist, but you had, I feel like you kind of knew that it was going to be somebody It's, I mean, I agree. The twist for me was me thinking that it was one of the other ones. I I was like, "Mm -mm, it's this one. I know it's him. I know it. And then that was the twist for me was like, I was wrong. (laughs) So yeah, I, uh, I, I do really love this series. Every issue is kind of like a joy to read. And even this one where I, I ruined it a bit for myself. It was just like, I had a lot of fun to get to the point I got to because 
even though I ruined it, I didn't necessarily know who the vampire king was. Right, right. Because, yeah, when you flip to that one page, you have, like, an idea. But to watch the story unfold, it is completely different. And I think that Otto Schmidt, the way that he draws the story is a part mm-hmm. of the why it's, like, so enjoyable to read. Yeah, well, and even, like, the colors, too. Like, the colors in that particular scene that we're talking about are just so fucking good. And, like, mm-hmm. the shadows and everything are great. And, yeah. No, this, this, it's... I just did not expect to enjoy this series so much. Yeah. Um. Oh, shit. I ruined it. <laughs> I just bent it. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, very good. And I know that... 12 issues is a quite a bit of issues to like tell the story but I do hope that it does a deceased thing for me so that I can just continue reading it has two one shots it has we're gonna be we're fine we're fine it's not necessary I know but I am selfish and I just I want Otto Schmidt to just draw every horror book like this that's supposed to be like fun and goofy and stuff well not goofy you know what I mean yeah yeah. I want him to do the art on those kind of stories because they do he just makes it so much fun okay okay so we have finished shadows of the bat this is 12 issues 12 weeks we got there and the conclusion to the fall of arkham tower and the house of gotham which yeah the ending to that really bummed me out yeah i it's weird to say i think i enjoyed the house of gotham story more than the shadows of the bat like i i did like that story i i did the conclusion was a little rough for me i think it was just like it was so dragged out and it wasn't necessary like cut the issues in half and told the same story but with more i'm sorry that the scene where batman is tearing off his like i know i'm uh, trying to find it because this is his costume made me laugh so hard because i was like there's no way he would have looked like psycho pirate (laughs) like this person must have like terrible night vision this gigantic fucking man in a bat suit with like why can't i find it i'm not sure there we go there we go okay yeah no see and this is another one that i read last week and i i remember the other the house of gotham story way better and it was because it impacted me in such a way but yeah this is something that i did notice where i was like how did he fool them like that dude is huge (laughs) yeah like (laughs) okay but yes the house of gotham story did impact me way more um i wasn't like I, like I texted you, I wasn't expecting the ending that I got. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I expose, I like, I suppose like something more, not happy, but just where this kid just get, continued to live his life and do good for like the people that he felt needed help. Not what happens it, it in, in such a way because you you read his story from the beginning, like when he's a young kid, when he watches that stuff go down between Batman and Joker, when his parents die, when the system completely fails him, mm-hmm. and you see him growing up and realizing the things that happen in Gotham are wrong, and he's trying to change it for the people who were also done wrong, mm-hmm. and then it just 
it just shits on him again. Like he, this guy, he just can't win and it sucks. Well, and like, you know, he's, he's also told like you, you're not supposed to win. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he, despite everything still tries to do his best to help people and <laughs> yeah. he doesn't win. Yeah, no, it, it was gutting. The story was gutting. It's wild how like, I don't, I wish I could sell that's like the hard part about selling this to people is because like I was talking to somebody about it the other day and I was like the unfortunate thing is like it's the last half of the story in this book and it's a 12 issue story Mm -hmm. so it's like it's something that like I really enjoy and I think is really good and worth reading like I think I honestly think that House of Gotham story is one of the better stories like batman stories and stories about gotham i've ever read yeah it's because it's so it's so dark and it just puts all of the stuff like everybody discourses about right at the forefront in such a Mm -hmm. way where it's like important but yeah just the idea that like it's hard to sell and i don't know like when it comes out in trade it'll be connected with something else and it's like i wish it was just its own thing where i could be like here take this you know right i've been wondering like how do they do the trades for detective i assume just like kind of like they are here but like maybe they chunking. put like the main detective story first and then like the second half is like the back end yeah and that's what i was thinking but i've also never looked at the detective trades so I don't know. I'll have to look at that tomorrow because I was like, that would, that could be an easier way to sell it is in trade. Right. I think that would make more sense. But again, I'll I'll look and see like exactly how it's laid out within the trade, because I think that collecting 12 issues of this is not worth it, but in trade, it makes more sense Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to like every single issue flip open to the back and read you can just open the trade and get to that story yeah so I'll I'll check on that tomorrow to see because I agree I think that it is definitely worth reading it's so good yeah and I don't know it's just something where I could even see it being like a tv or like movie like something like that where it's just like the full circle of it would just be so so good yeah it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. Thank you, Matthew Roseberg. Yeah, (laughs) always. Okay, so I am going to go. I have Cities of Magic. This is issue number one. I even just looked up. (laughs) No. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-post-apocalyptic. I remember it said that, but this, my, I just can't. Okay, here we go. My brain is a mess right now. So I had to look up what this one was about because I read it and I know I enjoyed it. And like the art is really cool. Like, especially for being like a scout book, it just looks really good. The colors are really nice. And it is, it's a nice little fantasy story. The main characters are, um, it's, uh, I forget what his name is, but he's a, you know, main characters are POC and it's just, I thought that was really good. They have like stuff in the back that kind of explains more about the world that it's in. And I love when books do that. But this story is, it's about the age of magic in a post post-apocalyptic world. Uh, main character Lev is in old New York city looking for someone he's never seen before. So basically he gets stuck in the middle of these two rival gangs and he, 
doesn't have to pick a side, but he has to like stay away from their battle. But being who he is, he can't. And like one side has like magic and the other side thinks that magic needs to be outlawed because it is dangerous and violent and all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of him in this new world with magic when it shouldn't exist. But yeah, it was, <clears throat> I did enjoy it. I wish that I was better at remembering like the little nuances of this book so I could give a more detailed explanation of what it is. But at the very end of this main story, there's another like, it's like a two page story about the world in the past and look at the color differences. Like that's how you can tell oh, like this cool. is the main story. Yeah, this is the kind of back backwards story of it, I guess, but it's, yeah. I liked that one a lot. I love the colors for it. I just, yeah, I like cool. that it doesn't have words. It just kind of goes into like a brief history of what this particular side was about. So, and it smells really good too. <laughs> but I am uh, not sure how many issues it is, but I am going to continue reading it because maybe when more issues come out, it'll make more sense as like a whole rather than just like one issue being introduced to this world that is very apparently forgettable. So yeah, that's all. I don't think it's forgettable. I think you just like, you know, been sick. It's been a weird couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so next I have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is the 25th anniversary uh, celebration comic. And I only read the like first little story, but and that looks thick. It is. It was a. It's a really thick book. There's like, uh, I can't believe I didn't get that. I swear I ordered it. There's like five different stories. They're all pretty long. Mm-hmm. Uh, art art's done by different people, and then you know stories are done by different people. But the first part kind of is a continuation of the last bit of Buffy like the main title titles yeah that I've been reading okay so that was interesting and I think that's why I just decided to not like finish it because it was like cohesive but I just it was thick I was done yeah I was done with my reading at that time I had done homework all day and and you're kind of done with Buffy to begin with, you know, like, and when you pick up from the story that you didn't enjoy and you hate read for a majority of it, like, that's kind of hard to get into it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll really see how, like, the next bit of the new Buffy series goes for me, because I don't know. It can go either way. Yeah, it'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So we've got... Another very forgettable book. <laughs> this is issue number three. I did not read it, so Heather has to talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I remember from it. Um, jumping into it, I was very, very confused, and I do think that that has been a common thread throughout these issues mm -hmm. is it's confusing with the way that the story is told, um, especially again, when you first jump into it, it's a lot of dimension jumping with this girl who is trying to not even fix the relationship that she had. She's just trying to get her girlfriend back. Um, 
but this issue, I did not, I did not like it enough that I immediately took it off my pole. The art is really good, but I hate, hate, hate the main character. Absolutely hate her. I think that she is just selfish for all the wrong reasons and she's an asshole. But she, with in a majority of this issue, she is with her boyfriend and she loves him very, very much. And she has one jump left. So she decides to go fool around and have sex with her best friend. So then, it's the best friend that she like has been dimension hopping for though, right? That one? No, no. no. The best friend in the first issue who was the singer of that band. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So she fools around, sleeps with her best friend. And then afterwards is like, hey, if you want to fix your life, if you're not happy with the way that you are, let me take you here and you can start jumping dimensions too. completely ruins her best friend's life and just doesn't see anything wrong with it. And then she goes to back to her boyfriend and tells him everything that she just did ruins his life and doesn't even think twice about it. It's uh, it's hard to read just because it's like as as an outsider looking in it's like bitch it is so easy to fix your problems if you just sit down and think about them yeah so I don't know it's again it looks really good like the art is incredible the colors and stuff but I just think that the story is lacking something or maybe it has too much I don't know I mean too much could be the thing because it's just like yeah so many pops yeah it just doesn't quit there's a lot of stuff that's very unnecessary in it and like I just again I don't understand what's happening like I don't get it and I feel like a story like this should be easy to follow along but it's the way that they're building the story that doesn't make any sense to me because like the first issue you get you get the main plot like this is what's happening this is what's going to happen. The second yeah. issue was all over the place. It was her just dimension jumping everywhere and getting all these different lives. And then in this issue, the first three quarters of the book is her in this one specific dimension. And then the end is like, let's go do some more. So it's like, what what made them choose this world that she's in this time? It just, yeah. It's all over the place. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, that first issue showed, like, so much promise. Like, that mm-hmm. it was, like, a really interesting... Yeah, it's a really interesting idea. I don't think it was... Yeah, I'll get my chance to read this, and I'll, I'll have a full opinion come... I'll, I'll keep it on my full file. We'll just see. Yeah. But come the next issue, like, well, yeah, we'll see if it can come together. And Because, yeah, the second issue was... It's just weird. It's... The pacing is just really weird. And I think that's the main thing, is, like, if it was structured more solidly and cohesively then it would be fine but it's just it's it's very um fragmented and I don't like that yeah okay you ready Ready? yeah uh this is step by bloody step this is issue number two uh this is a little story about a young woman and a giant who's trying to protect her there are no words Mm -mm. I do have a few notes on this one go ahead that was going to keep me focused on it so yes so again there are no words so a lot of the story is like open to interpretation which I think is really cool but there is like obviously a main 
point to this story. So here are my notes. Uh, takes place a few years after issue number one and issue number one, she was very young in it. And you just get this armored bodyguard who is protecting her. Um, she has grown up a bit more in this one and with her age, she becomes a bit more defiant. There's and, a lot and of- time, And time does like definitely pass with yes, uh, issue yeah. two. Yeah, you do get to see the seasons and stuff, but she becomes in a way kind of emotional. She has like good and bad moments and stuff. And that is clearly depicted in this. You see a lot of her trying to grow, I guess. But the armored bodyguard of guard, of course, just keeps protecting her. And it seems like they are trying to outrun or elude uh, an army that has been trying to track them essentially this entire time. Why? what's going on so those are my notes i feel like with the why it feels like they're headed to one certain place and i would assume she is part of a group or entity that had power at one point mm-hmm. and that these these conquerors killed off all of her people and when she wakes like you know, when we find her, when she wakes and has no memories, it's like, because she has been saved, whoever this person is, who's obviously sacrificed themselves to be like this giant, like, is meant to protect her. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's my speculation on it. No, that's and, good. And the way, and the way I've interpreted some things. Yeah, that's why I like these kind of books, because like, you're given the same story, but it's kind of how you perceive it Mm -hmm. and the art is so good Mm -hmm. it's so good it does a really good job of like capturing certain emotions too because like I said you see the the young girl going through these changes as she's growing and stuff but like you can see a lot of her emotions as she's going through them and it's the same with the armored bodyguard you don't get much from them but you can see how things affect them yeah uh, Matthias Bergara and the Matthias Lopez mm-hmm. they're yeah the colors and the like art itself are so so good they mm-hmm. just very much lend themselves to each other I just yeah this book does blow me away no words necessary yeah okay I'm gonna go go ahead okay so I have Miss Marvel this is beyond the limit issue number four I actually have not gotten to this one yet because the third issue was that damaged one that was very damaged. And so I got it late and didn't have a chance to read that one, but I will read it and get caught up. Um, I know there's only going to be five issues, but in within the story, I think where we're at now is she ends up finding like a clone version of herself that is just like, uh, I don't want to say evil because I don't think it's like an evil version of her. I think it's just someone who likes to play pranks. Devious. Yes, yes. So as far as I know, it's her against herself. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll read it and I'll get back to you on that review. <laughs> okay. So I have Batman Beyond the White Knight. This is issue number one. This is... What is that? <laughs> what? It, it, it's a new storyline in the White Knight universe. 
Interesting. I had no idea that was even a thing. All right. Tell me about it, friend. Um, so apparently, according to this, uh, Batman is only like 6'3", and that's not hot. That's not tall enough. Hmm, I can see over the top of his head. That's <laughs> not hot. I need you to be a little bit taller, my dude. Um, 6'6", six, six at best. 6'3". For Batman, at best. Lame. Uh, anyway, <laughs> going past my need for tall people. <laughs> I don't care. You know, I came to that conclusion as well. And I, that's why I was so confused when you held it up. <laughs> I don't, I really, uh, curiosity got the best of me with this one. Maybe I'll get this. <laughs> you know, d- do what you need to do. I don't know why I hate myself in such a way where I find the need to like continually read these things I don't really enjoy but like for some reason I want to anyway basically here it's 10 years later uh Harley what story after after the curse of the white knight okay um so Bruce has been in jail for 10 years he doesn't want to see anybody anymore Harley's kids are grown up her daughter's being a wild card uh trying to act like the joker i was gonna say what is she being a joker (laughs) we're so funny uh and prison riot bruce learns that somebody has taken over the company has basically made a police state with all of his money and has turned his company into like a weapons dealer which, like, bro, you just went to prison for 10 years and, like, you're like, oh, I'm going to give my money to people, but other people also. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so he's having a heart-to-heart with Jason Todd and you learn that there's going to be a White Knight Red Hood series or, like, one shot. Cool. <laughs> and that's, like, And so he escapes and that's where this like takes off because what happens is Terry McGinnis, who, if you're familiar with the Batman Beyond series is Batman and Batman Beyond, but Terry McGinnis is teamed up with the person who had taken over Wayne Enterprises to steal the Batman, Batman Beyond suit and is basically accidentally wreaking havoc havoc in gotham because they don't know how to work the suit i mean that's fair (laughs) yeah it's a lot i don't know i don't know the first like issue the a cover was like super underprinted apparently and so it's like going for twenty dollars on ebay and like shops have held it back behind the counter so yeah it's just, I don't know. Uh, is it going to be a weird, like, eight issues again? Probably. Like, all of them have been eight issues. Yeah. I think, I think that Harley Quinn one was six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I might get the next one. I don't care. I don't like Sean Gordon Murphy at all. It sucks that dude's, like, really good at art. But he also, of course, like, drew a tank. Because... Gotta have some sort of car in here. 
but I don't know. It's like, I get it, dude. I think the first story arc was enough at best. Right. I was going to say like, how much more can you do with it? I, I guess this does take place like after the fact, which is fine, but like, well, and it's its own universe of like what it is. So like, right. I, I, I get it. But also at the same time, I don't need this dude's take on Gotham. Right. We've got like, enough of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This is like, this is whatever. Okay. All right. Um, also first. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, we have the last session. Heather's a copy didn't come in this is issue number four so i won't get into this too much but the game is continuing um some stuff happened the stuff stuff does happen in here and i really drama. Yeah. drama but also just like kind of things that are coming to a head where it's like things need to be resolved and people may have left the game to go get pizza and because, you know, at the end of the last issue, they were separated. Mm-hmm. And so, because his, can't remember, can't remember anybody's name, but because their girlfriend was left out, she was like, I'm going to just go get the pizza. You guys continue without me. Like, we're separated. And so she comes back and hears them talking shit. No, because remember, they're just like being assholes during the game the whole time. Yeah. But then she's the only one who like actually was reading anything or doing anything right. And they realize that as they are playing the game. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad they started coming to their stupid fucking senses. (laughs) Okay. So next. We have demons. We have demons. This is issue number one. This is a scoots. (laughs) Every time. Every time with this guy's name, I know his name is Scott Snyder, but I call him Scoot every single time. Oh my Lord. Okay. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo um, and Jonathan Gloppian does inks. Dave McKaig do colors. But yeah, it's uh, just another Snyder. I know I can't help myself, apparently. Um, Uh, At least nobody's name's safe as nobody's name is safe in our mouths <laughs> including <laughs> including the widest name possible i know Ooh, that smells good, good uh, go ahead you, you talk i'm sorry i've interrupted you so it's basically about this girl who is telling um us about her dad and how he was very secretive and stuff while she was growing up when he passes away she discovers that him and a group of his friends were demon hunters and she has to pick up the mantle but she has no idea what to do because he didn't train her or anything like that so she's just kind of learning along the way and that's really it that was very much a scott snyder book honestly yeah it was like it, i i didn't hate it I did think it was very interesting, but I don't know if I'm like, I'll read the second issue just to see for sure, but I wasn't like terribly interested in it. Yeah, I don't, it didn't feel that strong. It felt very much like, I don't mean this is a slight, I feel bad when I say it feels like a very Scott Snyder book because it's like what I'm about to say also feels asshole-ish, but it feels like a book written for like 15 year olds. Right, and so in the back, 
I definitely agree. Like if I was younger, I would have enjoyed this so much. But in the back, they have notes, obviously, from them. But they also have the script. I enjoyed the script way more than I enjoyed the comic. I don't know why. Like just being able to read it and what exactly each panel was, like the pages and stuff, I just mm -hmm. thought it was very way more interesting and kept me more into it than the actual story did. Maybe it's I just don't really I don't really like this guy's art. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I mean that's possible. That's... Yeah, and like I said, it's not terrible. I just like eh, it's not really I mean good. yeah, I mean Greg Capullo definitely has like a very certain type of art they did undiscovered country together right no they did uh death metal stuff together okay okay i knew they did something together like... i can't i can't remember who the artist is on on undiscovered country i, I want to look that up really fast but yeah for some reason sure i thought it was not... them but i also you know didn't i read the first two issues uh no why does why does it only have the creators as fucking on it image doesn't even scott snyder at all why did i think that what no undiscovered country is scott snyder really it's yeah it's charles soul and scott snyder but on images page the creators wow. are only charles soul and scott snyder but it doesn't give me the fucking artist which is stupid well when i looked Fuck it up on my clz it just says charles soul and then the artist that's why I was like, wait, that's not even Scott Snyder, but. Mm. So everybody's doing everything wrong here. You know what? We'll get it one day. But no, Greg Capullo was not the artist. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Just didn't really enjoy it, you know? Yeah, whatever. No, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, um, go, go ahead. ahead. Yep. Okay. I have The Fourth Man. Uh, this is issue number three, uh, one issue left and it's all done. This just continues the story of four men who were murdered on the same night and how they all connect to each other. I'll have um, to read that second one you gave me. Yeah, and I'll bring you this one too because I think, I, I personally think if you read them all together, it's it makes way more sense. Um, this one has a lot of the detectives doing work in it like and it does obviously have the third man who was killed but it's just a lot of detective work in this one so i enjoyed it quite a bit like i always do but you know it's just it's just all right yeah it's a, it's a story it's just a story yeah that's a good way of putting it all right um, I have the Swamp Thing. This is issue number 11. Uh, this is starting the new season of Swamp Thing. And Levi is not like dead, but he's basically like in the stasis within the green. Um, his friend is, what's her gestern name? Uh, his friend, lady friend, his lady friend is trying to find him within the green and she keeps calling out to him, but she seeks help from another avatar. So it's a, I don't, it's weird because I don't know if it's like a good jumping on point, but it is like a 
jumping on point at the same time. Right. I do feel like there's benefits of reading the first story arc, but you do like get the gaps filled in with like the beginning monologue stuff. But yeah, I mean, I still really like it. I was really excited for it to come back. I know Mike Perkins' art's great. The colors are wonderful. Uh, Spicier. Ooh. (laughs) Mike Spicier. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I thought you were saying the story's a little spicier and I was like, oh, damn. But no, I, th- I think this story is just as spicy, but who knows? But yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's a good book. How many issues is that? I know they made it more. It's going to be 16. 16 okay. Because it was like nine originally, right? 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was actually, and it, I think it was only supposed to be like, I think it was supposed to be less than that and then it got pushed and then it got pushed more okay. so maybe it'll get pushed more maybe we'll get even more do you enjoy it enough for to continue reading it if they do keep extending it yeah I don't see why not yeah unless this like is so terrible but I do really like the the depth of the story and everything it's been saying and it's uh I don't know it's really good all right very good okay okay I don't remember if we have a book together yes okay okay I was like uh this is the department <laughs> of truth this is issue number 17 um this issue goes into Nixon moon landing everything that was going around on around that time this issue made me just hate Nixon even more than I already oh yeah absolutely and I I don't think it was supposed to be any other way yeah I don't think I mean if anyone likes Nixon they're a bad person but I do have to say like the fucking Jorge Fornes art is so good and yeah Jordi Belair's like choice of like the colors and what they did was so good like this issue was probably one of my favorite issues um there's a face in here that lee does at one point that just like destroyed me because i loved it so much but did you see this like nixon yeah i was i actually just looked at that yeah um you know i have a thing about facial expressions and stuff in comics and if when they're good i absolutely love it in this issue there are so many good faces and I think that is a testament to the art here. But this one, the way that they are looking at each other right there. Yeah. I don't know what it was about that. I was like, yeah, dude, that's good. That's good. Because they're doing it behind Nixon's back. And I just yeah. it's really funny because if I had ever met Nixon in real life and had to have a conversation with him, I would be making that face as well. Yeah, this book continues. They're just kill it every time i don't i don't understand um and this is the end of this story arc so um there might be like a slight hiatus before it comes back or it's just going to come back full throttle who knows we just go into it blind every time yeah martin simmons has been like posting uh art and stuff so i'm excited every time i'm just always excited i like I like the combination of like the side stories and the main story and it does really like put forward like an X-Files feel in that way but in like a different way. <laughs> so when I read this last week um 
I, there was one thing that happened in our lifetime. I can't remember what it is now, but I was going to text you and be like, do you think they're going to talk about this? And now like, I cannot remember what it was because again, mush brain. And I just completely forgot to text you about it. But I mean, there's so many things that there's like, are they going to talk about 9-11? Right. Are they going to talk about like Waco? Like they pronounce it wacko. Don't do that, dude. That's disrespectful. I hate you right now. Um, But no, it was something that happened in like, God, I can't even remember now. I'm sure I'll remember at some point, but when I was like sitting there reading it, because reading this is what reminded me of it, like this one particular incident. But I don't know. When I when I remember it, I'll like remember to text you about it because I was I got super excited for a minute because I was like, they're gonna have to talk about it. Like there's no way they can't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Now I but, just can't remember. The one thing I do hope is like I I don't know, the like one conspiracy theory I feel like they really delved the most into was the Bigfoot's Bigfoot stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. And I wish they would do like a little bit deeper delves on like some of the other stuff they're doing, because I feel it's kind of like a touch and go, like a Ruby Ridge. Yeah. Like I hear we, here's this little piece and then we're going to move on, which I get, but I did like that, like inclusion within like the like Bigfoot stuff, like how just like, you know, that was. Yeah. And I do, you know, every issue, they do something different and they're like all tied together. That is really, really cool. But I just, yeah, there are some of them that I feel like they spent more time on than they, they needed to. Not that I dislike it any less, you know, but it was just, I don't know. I was really just excited for Ruby Ridge and it was literally two pages where they talked about it. I had my whole like list of facts that I, I was know. ready to like go off on. I was like, oh, it'll be the next issue. And I could finally talk about it. Never did. So, you know, it is what it is. I still love it. It's still really good. That's all. Ready? Ready. I don't have it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, uh, are you going to hold up your book? Okay. This is Saga. This is issue number 57. Uh, Champs is somewhere in their house. We'll get to it someday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with my We Have Demons. It's around here. So this, again, not really going to... Yeah, I, too much into it, but I I feel like this issue is better than the last couple issues. Just like cohesively, felt kind of like you're getting back into that like saga feel. Yeah, um, you do get some like little hindsights of characters that you didn't like, you know, know before. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Still not like we'll see how the end of the story arc plays out. I I do want to say that. Um, one of our customers, I, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say his name to you, Jeff Hitt. Mm-hmm. He came in a couple weeks ago to get his like pull file and, you know, Saga was in there and he was just like, I don't want this. And I was like, he had the same problem with it that we did, right? Yeah, no, the exact same problem. Okay. He was like, I just didn't like how that last issue ended. He's like, I did like, I get that that person's a bad guy. I didn't like the trigger warning thing. And I was like, well, this issue is like a little bit better. Like, do you want to like at least give it a chance and like check it out? And he's like, no, I don't want it. I don't want to read it anymore. He's like, I might go back and like read it as a trade, but that's fair. That, that really turned me off and I didn't like it. And I was like, yeah. 
that's all, yeah, uh, more than fair, you know, and mm-hmm. it was really, it wasn't nice to hear somebody else say that, but it was interesting to also get that perspective and see somebody else come in. And especially somebody I think who, you know, is very different from you and I, but also very like cognitively aware of like things in this world. And it's just, and also somebody who is a little bit older than us and a man. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I've had some really, really good conversations with Jeff. So that doesn't, doesn't surprise me in the slightest that that was yeah, his reaction no. to and it. And Jeff, yeah. Jeff is like 100%, you know, good people and some of the best people in my personal opinion. But yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one page here just because every single time Saga comes up, I mentioned how much I love Prince Robot. And uh, that is one reason why I don't think that I'm enjoying this last half as much is because he's mentioned in every single issue but I don't know why at this point, like I, I love it. You know, he was my favorite character and I know that he was a huge character within this world, but it also feels like they're using that to keep people reading it because that is why I'm continuing to read it is because I want to know more about him. But I do want to say with all my problems with what is going on in these, I love Alana as a mother. I yeah. just think that she is absolutely incredible. And especially with Squire, it, just makes me feel really good to know that he watched his father get killed in front of him, but he has this woman who is not even related to him in any way, who is willing to risk her entire life to see, to protect him. Even though his father tried to murder her on multiple occasions. And yeah, yeah. And that is just, that is one thing that, like, one of, <clears throat> one of the reasons why I love Prince Robot so much is, like, the dude is a dick. He is a dick. I will not argue with anyone about that, but the love that he had for his kid and the what he would do to like keep him safe and keep him healthy and all that kind of stuff like he would do anything for him and I I love characters like that because I don't know with the way that he was raised in the situation that he was raised like all all of the robots are dicks they're all yeah I mean, but, they're all royalty. And <laughs> exactly, yeah. And but conquerors. Just, and... This this panel in particular, just I just loved it so, so, so much. Where she said, never forget how much your father loved you and how much I always will. I love it. It was just very sweet. So I, I mean, that's why, like, I think that's what Saga is. It has those little, like, pieces of like heartwarming things I think it's like any of those media that's like a little bit wholesome and Mm -hmm. brings you together and like makes you look at things in a different way I I I do wonder like you said you're going back and reading it and I've I've tried to go back and read it I should just probably do it again but Mm -hmm. I don't know it is like disheartening when those issues are the way they are and I think it might just like change my perspective as I even go back because you know how I can be a little bit like a little bit dissecting when I don't necessarily have to be but in this case I would be literally going back to dissect it in a way where I'd be trying to like comprehend how I should be viewing this media now right and I I think like that's the the problem that I've been having with it and when I said it's really good it's I still 
I enjoy it in the way that I did when I first read it, but it's different because I know these characters more now. So going back to reading it, there's a lot of them that I liked the first time around that I absolutely cannot stand now because I'm like, I know who they are now. And it is really easy to like dissect them. And I don't know, verified to myself that they were like actual pieces of shit. <laughs> like the things that they said that I might've enjoyed the first time they're not they're not good people and it's easy to forget that when you're reading this kind of story and I, I do want to say that's not to like discount any of past saga story because I don't like they definitely have tackled things that are really interesting like mm-hmm. and very like heartbreaking and very real to a lot of us so it's I don't want to discount those those things that they've also done within the story But there's, yeah, there's just a lot of little things that are said or done where it's like things that I didn't even take into consideration the first time I read it, that going back and reading it now with the mind that I have now is like, there's a lot of little things like that, that are just in there that completely brushed over the first time. But now I'm just like, oh, that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. So I don't know. I think going back and reading a second time is fulfilling, but not in the way that fulfilling should be, you know, yeah. just putting a lot into perspective. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do this. I can't touch it. I was just touching my face and this one always <laughs> is greasy. So this is Newburn. This is issue number five. I'm not going to go too into it because Champ has not read this one yet, but basically Newburn is in, hold on, I wrote it down. Um, Newburn is in prison. Um, seemingly as an inmate um there is a phrase that is repeated throughout the issue that's knowledge as power which comes into play a lot in there I didn't write down too much about what the issue was about but I did say that the one thing that I like about Newburn is Chip does a good job with narratives and he keeps the crime drama mystery aspect of it without it being too overwhelming or like bloated yeah yeah, so. no, I, I caught up on issues three and four mm-hmm. uh, last night because I wanted to, like, at least if nothing else, make sure I was caught up. Mm-hmm. And I do really like the the weight of the story and the way, like, the story is written quite a bit. Like, as somebody who loves, like, those sorts of stories, I do, I do think he hit, like, the nail on the head very well. Yeah, he does. He does a really good job with this this character and the way that this character moves within the world. I I do really enjoy it. I do not read as many crime dramas as uh, you do, but I'm getting on it. I'm reading them, and I do really enjoy this one. I mean, it's not just like reading. You know, it's like also like all the stuff I watch. I watch so many crime yeah. dramas. Yes. Oh yeah. And I and I don't even know like what it is about crime dramas that really like engage me in such a way where I need to know. It it probably is just like I need to know who did it, and I need to know well, if I'm like, right about who did it. Yeah. Well, it's real life. You know. Yeah. So, eh. <laughs> to an ex- <laughs> to an extent, but yeah, I I do really like the voice like you can almost feel like and hear the voice that like Newburn would have and right uh why am I blanking on his partner's name I can never remember her name either um she has she's not really diaries in this one yeah that would make sense 
She like has her little diary entry. Oh, also there's a story at the end because you know how they have the stories at the end. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Emily is her name. Emily. Yeah, um, I really like Emily, but I uh, that story at the end is so good. Is it a different story? Yeah. Okay. It's the start of a new one. Oh. So this one is really, really good. It's this girl who works at like on a boardwalk or amusement park. I'm not exactly sure which which one it is just based off of the things that are happening in the background. I assume it's an amusement park, but she is working there and her best friend gets killed and she's the one who finds her best friend's body. She knows who did it, but no one believes her because she wasn't there to like witness it. So I'm, I think the story is going to be her solving it or trying to get the cops to like actually listen to her because she has no proof, no evidence or of anything that had happened and stuff. She just knows from experience who, who killed her best friend. Okay. So at first ghost cage, this is issue number one. Um, this is a book I by didn't get that one either. No. Damn dude. I Okay. Anyway. <laughs> talk about it uh this is a book by nick dragata and caleb goliner um this was really good this was really great the art was incredible like just out of this world um like i i suppose you'd have to like it i don't think it's black and white so i don't know how you'd feel it looks great but yeah no it's it's really really it's really really great i loved it it reminded me a lot of uh manga yeah this is my particular like favorite panel just like the boom the way the body's exploding i love that but yeah it just reminded me a lot of like manga and just the story was very much it was really interesting kind of i guess about a corporation president who this corporation is attacked and he sends out his son who is this fighter and has a lowly worker who is expendable follow them around to make sure that they succeed okay it's 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 chaotic it's great i i loved every minute (laughs) but would you say that's one of your top comics from this week or was that last week? That was last week, but yeah, that was like the book I really enjoyed last week. Um, just because the art alone was incredible. Like, yeah. You didn't, if you didn't want to read the words, I guess you didn't have to just because the art was just like really nice to watch. And it really like had that, like just the way the fights worked it was like very much like okay here's a fight here's how this here's how this thing ends and then it's like here's your next fight here's how this thing works and then moving on is that music still playing no move your the strings off of the headphone yeah okay that's what it was I was like it sounded like an echo but I thought it was on my end but it was just your string rubbing (laughs) against the microphone okay that makes more sense sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no you're fine I think it's just been it's using picking up my uh, mic on my headphones instead of my actual mic for some reason oh okay but I don't know what that's about I'm not gonna fuck with it right now okay okay yes we're good 
Uh, and then the other book I have is uh, Devil's Reign X-Men. This is issue number three. This is the end of this little short story. And Emma Frost gets the sight of her hand against Kingpin. Um, and then basically tells him if to watch his back. A very Emma Frost thing to do. Like, you come, you come for the king. Let's look out. Yep. Okay. The art. Art. Phil Noto. Every time. Just kills it. I just really like this, like, story. I don't know what it was about it. I think it gave Emma a little bit of, like, humanization that she doesn't normally have. Mm -hmm. Um, The same with Electra. Just makes her, like, more human and approachable. And, I don't know, I really liked it. I thought it was, like a really well done three issue series where it just told you the story it wanted to tell you and got on out okay very good I think I'm gonna have to read it because I did really I I started reading that first one just because I I had seen the art for it and it looked absolutely incredible so I think I'm just gonna go through and read that because you said I don't necessarily need to know what's going on and you have talked about it enough and I've heard other people talk about it enough where uh, I kind of do know what's going on anyway. So yeah, it's like, you don't have to be involved in the devil's reign shit to know. It's just like Kingpin is trying to attack the X-Men basically. or Emma, Right. Basically. Okay. Very good. Okay. okay. Are you ready for this? So I'm I just going to do both of them at the same time since they're kind of connected. So here we have this. Did I do it right? I can't really tell. Yep. Okay. So we've got lives and deaths. This is issue number five for each of them and the conclusion to the lives and deaths stories. Um, Don't want to get too into it just because there's a lot that goes on in both of them. But I am just going to say that is the conclusion to them. Um, I don't really have any feelings. Yeah, I, I don't either i i read the x lives number five and i thought how that ended and i caught up with issues you let me borrow for devs Mm -hmm. but i don't care and i don't want to finish it (laughs) like i don't want to read x devs i don't want to read the last one because i i just legitimately don't care and i think i've gotten i've blamed enough from the internet to kind of like get the idea that what happens right it's just it's kind of Sorry, I got very confused. It's on the back, it says Destiny of X. That's just starting. That's the new line. Okay, that's what I thought. That's why I was like, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I liked them. I liked them just fine. Um, I know that in the beginning, I was very weird about the art in this one, but then eventually I was like, it works really well. It does so good in this one because of all the fighting that's going on. Okay. I think that this is what this artist was made to do because like this page for example it just looks really cool Mm -hmm. so that's really the only thing that I got from it was like yeah the art looks great and like I liked the conclusion to this one just because I liked seeing all the wolverines together and I thought that was it was very it was very cute especially with the way that Logan treats the other ones yeah it's very nice but that's all that's really all I have to say about it it's it was just fine it was just a fine little series 
yeah the same I guess yeah mm-hmm. it's like if I if it hadn't ever come out I would be fine with that too but if it comes out again I'm not gonna get it <laughs> that's how I feel about it um all right <laughs> but the next, one yep this is it this is our last book this is immortal x-men this is number one let's just hold that open so we can get the whole picture mm, so good mm-hmm. so, so good yep so I do have a few notes that um, it doesn't spoil anything, but I did write some down just so okay. I could remember exactly. Um, is obviously takes place after Inferno and then also Lives and Deaths. So we're coming from Lives and Deaths and just coming straight here. Um, this is um, Magneto decides he wants to step down and they are going to find his replacement. Yeah. And a bunch of shit goes down. <laughs> Yeah, I would say this one is very sinister focused. Um, that is like one of a very, a very important aspect of this because sinister is your main yes main person you're following throughout this issue. Um, this issue also kind of sets the ground for where you're going from here within the mm-hmm. X Men universe and like who you're going to be wanting to watch and like what is going on. Um, I really, really love this. This really was a harken back to the House and Powers stuff, why I wanted to come back into X-Men in the first place. And I really did like that, though, when I came into the issue, I was like, oh, fuck, there are a lot of words here. Yes. <laughs> I was I was not prepared. Like, because you had texted me that, and that's why I saved it for today, was I was like, I need to remember what happens in this book. And Champ said there were going to be a lot of words, so. Yeah, and I kept telling people it's going to be, it's, like, really dense, and they're like, oh, that's fine, like, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, I also read a lot of dense stuff, mm-hmm. and th- there's just a lot going on, so just, like, be ready, because it's not, like, a comic you're just going to go into and be like, oh, I'm going to read this, like, it's, I'm going to having a good time, it's like, you're going to be thinking about how these things connect. Right. Um, I did really love the fact that they made Jesus a mutant. That was, that was like good, good stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I don't know if you saw that tweet I sent you at all um, earlier, but this is a conversation we've been having, but apparently in Kieran's newsletter, uh yesterday he mentioned that he was brought in for immortal in early 2021 uh when marvel already knew that hickman was leaving Mm -hmm. so a lot of the stuff where we like it felt like that reign of x or the last like few things within like the x-men line were kind of just like what what's happening why is this happening why is this here Mm -hmm. it's probably because of this I mean, that makes sense. I, I love Kieran. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think like, I really think that he was a good choice to take over mm-hmm. after Hickman, um, just because he can write a very similar story. Right. Um, I, no, he can, he can take these ideas and like make them 
interesting and keep them going and just it build them in the same kind of way that Hickman does. So I, I agree. I think putting him on this was a really, really good idea. So yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I I'll probably add this to my my poll file, but I will not add any other accident books <laughs> at all. No, I I was actually just like, looking at the back because I couldn't remember because I took off most of the X books that I had. Um, I kept um, X Force. I think I think I might have taken that one off, but I added. Knights of X and Legion of X. Otherwise, all of these I don't have anymore. So I'm getting three X-Men books now. And I forgot, actually, this was something that I had brought up to you recently. Wolverine number 20. That is still going, apparently. So egg on my face. <laughs> um, I had assumed that issue number 19 was the last one. And I had said that in the... Um, episode when I talked about that one issue where it seemed like it was the last one apparently it's not I did take it off my poll so for me that was the last issue because I'm just upset that they would continue it I know that there were a lot of loose ends and stuff and there were storylines that hadn't been tied up completely but I just thought that it was just a really good way to end the series so that's where I'm ending it for myself which is fine uh but yeah I don't know I think if you really want to read an x-men book immortal would probably be the way to go i suppose Mm -hmm. we'll find out after the next few books come out though so i think especially if you were really only reading like inferno i think this was a good way to continue that Mm -hmm. direction because it's obviously not the same story but it's in that same direction i think this would be really good i don't i don't feel like any of the other ones are going to be necessary just because it is split up just like all the other series were after house and powers so i don't know do whatever you want to do you do you okay yeah you you take care of yourself (laughs) okay that's all we got we made it uh the fact that it took us two weeks to do this is just what it is you know people get sick sometimes bro we've done so our lives have been so chaotic lately and i i appreciate that heather still wants to do this and i appreciate that you all still want to listen to us every once in a while so that's nice yeah we will be back and we will be doing uh performances irl at some point i did just call it a performance so uh they are performances in fact we're um, on a show. <laughs> so, you know, go to your local comic book shops, buy some comic books, support those people who work there, give them all the love you can, support your local libraries, take care of your friends, take care of each other. Heather. Please continue to wear a mask. I know it sucks. I know it's shitty, but I mean, you could be giving it to people without realizing it and getting people sick and keeping them home and not able to work where they can't make money and they overdraw their bank accounts and like just take care of other people it's not hard and it really is not that hard um but thank you for listening to us we love you and we'll see you on the flip-flop 